0: To Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Grateful for the voice inside my head that gets corrected by God and the voice inside my head that prays to God, all with help from Holy Spirit. God, we come before you with open hearts. Grateful for who you are and who we get to be because you love us, Lord. Thank you. May our praise and our worship be pleasing to you, Lord. Oh, pleasing to you, Lord. May our thoughts be focused on you. Yes, Jesus, may our attitudes remain humble in pursuit of your truth and seeking your will over our lives, Lord. Thank you for gathering us here together. Thank you for your written word. Thank you for the clarification when your written word can be so confusing and we act out in the flesh and yet you pick us up and dust us off, Lord. Thank you. We pray all things in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Sometimes feels like some heavy days are upon us. And I suppose if you look back in the books of history, through the Bible and man's recorded history, there's been turmoil upon turmoil and so in our lifetime it feels pretty heavy and i can only imagine our great great grandparents and our great 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 grandparents lifetime and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i know in the here and now these days are feeling a heaviness and a reminder and a pursuit of god and a surrender to god and a trusting god with all outcome which goes so far in the opposite direction of what we think we want and what we think we know and what we think we deserve in a culture around us that is all about yeah man do you and feel good about that and you know oh you worked so hard for the week and you deserve this and you're entitled to that and just so much stuff that the world is trying to push us into that if we just get to the point of woe, just whoa, for just a moment and look at Jesus and take a deep breath with all the strength that you have that you know is only coming from Jesus in that moment and relinquish control and at the same time ask him to show you where to put your foot. Powerful days, powerful days in the seemingly overwhelming, seemingly scary moments that appear around us. Some are truthfully foreboding. Many things are lying right now to us. Trust in the Lord with all that you have. When you don't trust God, speak to him. Speak to him and ask him for the insight, for the knowledge, the wisdom. Ask him for the understanding of what's perplexing you in that moment. What's stressing you out in that moment? Nobody is perfect but Jesus. But when we come to our Heavenly Father, the Lord of Lord, King of Kings, when we come to him truthfully, he does pour it into our hearts. He pours into our minds the pieces of understanding. When we stop arguing with him about things that are just so simply laid out before us, when we take to him our arguments and ask for clarification, Trust God in these days ahead. There is no time like now. We absolutely must trust God in these days, and we absolutely have to trust God in these days. Matthew 24, verse 32 through 44. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near, right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father alone does. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then there will be two men in the field, one will be taken and one will be left, and there will be two women grinding at the mill, and one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Wow, whoa. When the disciples asked Jesus what the signs of his return would be, he didn't just warn them of the systemic meltdowns across the globe. He also cautioned that normality, everyday life, everyday to-do list would essentially be a sign in and of itself. And while Jesus foretold of the intensifying rumors of war and intensifying wars and news of wars, nation rising against nation earthquakes famines disease and all things that he lays out for us in Matthew he stressed that he would return to a world where life would be appearing normal not abnormal and so the bible is teaching us this sort of a picture really as you read the Bible because it speaks to us because it is the living word of God and the Bible it's painting a clear picture of the days that are drifting into each other that might feel mundane for the here and now each of us sort of seeing one day blend into the other day in the midst of the world around us unraveling Jesus described people across the globe as marrying and eating and drinking and sleeping and working even while across the globe, intensifying earthquakes, actual attacks between nations, wars, disease again, we've seen that, famines, We that is now, and all roaring like a tornado around mankind While we go about our daily task of wake up, go to work, go to school, eat supper, go to bed. Jesus' point was that in all these things, we would have to understand that He is coming. Are we spending our moments understanding that He is right here among us and He is right there waiting for us and He is right behind us? Each and everything listed in the warnings from Jesus Christ will be happening right up to the day of His coming, just as they have up until this moment. Holy Spirit, He's teaching us that. And Holy Spirit, we pray. Holy Spirit, I pray, we pray together, teach us. What does this mean for us in this life, God, that we are to be prepared? What does this mean to us? Jesus, we pray for understanding. We pray for that correction that reminds us to step forth in line with you and your word. Amen. Sort of understanding a little bit as I was prayerfully reading for this week's message, that life on our planet, on God's created Earth, God is in control of all things. We'll proceed as usual, even as inequity is seeming to abound, like it's overwhelming watching that news, and not always the truth and the news, fair enough, but understanding even in our own neighborhoods, and down the alleys and in the storefront, what is happening on city streets and rural communities. So even as this is abounding and these signs are developing this terrifying traction where we don't want to step forth because we're like fear ridden almost, trust Jesus. Jesus made this humdrum routine of everyday life of how we've all begin, begun decades ago to focus on the to-do and the bills to be paid and the groceries to get. Things that are a gift and a pleasure and an honour that God gives his people to communicate with each other, to interact with each other, to have jobs and income, but all is to forward the Kingdom of God. And so while Jesus is making us understand that everyday life is a sign of when he is returning just as much as wars and rumours of wars, again, read Book of Matthew. Jesus has told his people, each of us, to ask him, to seek after him, to knock on God's door. These are words of action, seeking Jesus, knocking on God's door, asking him for the help. Actions that we can all do for the glory of God's kingdom, the salvation of souls, the salvation for the loved ones that we know do not yet know Christ, the salvation of souls for each and every one of you who have not yet given your heart to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, for the salvation of souls who by faith once loved Jesus, but they've grown cold and walked away. We are to be a part of that story. We are to repent if our story is one who's walked from God. Repent of your ways and turn to him this moment and he reaches for you. This isn't about disunity in the body of Christ and all our fickle wars amongst each other people. This is the time to look to the horizon, eyes on Jesus, dust off and be that example to a world that is cracking and crumbling and dark. Be that example of people of light who want each and every person to come alongside that journey on that road to heaven. God's kingdom, remember, he loves his creation all humanity. I don't love all humanity. I can be in the flesh and be really crabby at somebody, and even if they don't know that I'm crabby with them, God knows that I'm crabby with them. I need Holy Spirit to check my step, check my heart, remove from me what is dead in sin, we're all corrected and redeemed when we seek Him, and then given the choice to repent, and then the choice to run alongside Jesus. Yes, walk with Jesus. He is magnificent, and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, but he flipped tables, and he must have been strong, fully, purposefully walking down the road of Damascus when he found Paul in that situation. Like, I don't think he just strolled along the beach, like we like to pigeonhole him into this magnificent man who strolled along the beach, that's a piece of Jesus Christ for sure, but Jesus, run alongside him, that's fantastic. He is the only way to eternal life. And when we step in stride with Jesus, he invites us into the lives of others. He comes into our life, Holy Spirit comes into our life, and then we get to be part of that in other people's lives too to be a steady presence in our community, a steady presence in our community, in our family, a friendly face in neighborhoods where people are getting pretty cold towards each other, a friendly face when you're walking in the grocery store and people are walking out with their head down because there's a hopelessness that they're sensing. Be the light of Jesus, not about us, not about the amount of friends we may have or make, but the light of Jesus that will pour a part of peace and hope into someone else's day. It's like nothing you've ever experienced, and I'm sure that you do experience that. We all have moments of that, but make it such a goal when you prayerfully get up in the morning and ask God to guide your steps and give you the words to speak over any situation, give you the calm to pour into a situation that seems to be full of turmoil. It's pretty fantastic. We will be active by Holy Spirit's strength because God intends His church to be a great multitude. His church, the body of Christ, whether you're meeting inside a small building, a humongous old school turned into a church, in a kitchen, three people on a park bench, the church is the body of Christ. It is His church. It is His rules and regulations. And His church is to be, yes, a great multitude of people. I think we've said this before. God had pressed this upon me, and I don't say that lately, that here in this community, it's about 7,000 people in the community, and then maybe including outlying areas, comes to 12,000. But the moment that God spoke this last fall to us was, this community could have seven thriving churches of 7,000 people. That's exciting. That is unity in the body of Christ. Not uniform, we all dress the same, we all like the same music, not at all. But we all love the same God, the only God, the only God that will ever be. That's fantastic. That is the church. That is God's body of Christ. And so there's a a community of hope that dwells within the body of Christ, of true hope, of true revival, a supernatural power that is ready for the return of Jesus in the midst of this darkening world, the return of Jesus Christ, our King. People must now turn to God for the answers that only he can give us. All who have sincerely given their hearts to Jesus Christ need to be ready. Wow, we urge you, we urge ourselves to live in God's perfect will for our days here, to discern the times that we're waiting through. Seek Holy Spirit's wisdom, absolutely, God. Participate in his kingdom's plan. Revelation 19, verse 1 through 6. After these things I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, saying hallelujah salvation and glory and power belong to our god because his judgments are true and righteous for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality and he has avenged the blood of his bond servants on her and a second time they said hallelujah hallelujah her smoke rises up forever and ever and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped god who sits on the throne saying amen hallelujah and a voice came from the throne saying give praise to our god all you his bondservants you who fear him the small and the great And then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of many peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of speaking your word and the privilege of hearing your word and reading your word, Lord. Thank you. Wow, guys, what a lifetime that we have been born into. What a lifetime we've been born into. Stuff is happening. God is on the move. He's been on the move for thousands of years. This is his creation that we are walking among. But... He is moving in so many unprecedented ways today, but foretold as we read the Bible. It's not a time when we get to sit on the sidelines and watch anymore. Like, that time is done. This is not a time when we really dig the music that we're hearing in our buildings and then, you know, we share that at a supper party. This is the time that the church, yes, the body of Christ and each individual believer as well, we each have a tremendous role and responsibility in what is happening and what is about to happen in his world, a responsibility to mankind god has created us He is in charge of each thing and in doing so he has given each of us a lifeline that we are to throw to other people we are to grab the lifeline that he offers us and in turn throw a lifeline for another that is powerful that's terrifying sometimes i'm crabby and i don't like to hang out with people i can admit that i love people but i can have times where i just want to sit down by myself maybe that's not the time that god is asking me to though so to carry out the Lord's plans, we must acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Savior and then surrender that part of the flesh that really wants to control our situation. We must accept our deep, deep need of Holy Spirit's present within us, like in those moments, right? Holy Spirit, correct me. Forgive me. Thank you for loving me still. Thank you for reminding me to walk through the door, taking your hand throughout my day. Yes, Lord, we need you. Yes, Lord, we need you we need you so so much more than ever it feels like that lord we absolutely need god's words within our heart held close but yet open and shared to others in this current cultural moment where outrage has become expected and actually allowed way more than people being surprised by it and then all too often being offended by something is encouraged rather than discouraged. Like instead of being offended, could you please grow through it? Could you please learn, seek your own actions in that moment? We absolutely need Holy Spirit to navigate these days, guys. I know I do, and I'm certain that we each do. Jude 1 verse 17 through 25, but you beloved ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you in the last time, There will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. There are those who cause division, worldly minded and devoid of Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith and praying with Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life and have mercy on some who are doubting, save others, snatching them up out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh, yet reaching out a hand to them. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless, with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be all glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen reread that one amen when we have given our lives over to jesus and accepted him and received him and acknowledge him as the risen savior who yes was crucified and yes conquered death and rose again we will have the only source that will enable us to respond to an outrage that we're facing, a wrath that we're facing, an outrage that we feel is welling up us in us in the flesh and produce a kind of reconciling, productive life giving way among the cert- certain situations. Absolutely, absolutely, because Jesus Christ has loved us at our worst. We will love others at their worst and be lovable at our worst because Jesus Christ has forgiven us for our wrongs. We can forgive others who've wronged us. That is, in fact, the Lord's Prayer, even though it's not easy to forgive. And it's not easy to receive forgiveness when you know full well what you've maybe done as well. And so because Jesus Christ offers eternity with God, instead of pouring out punishment and rejection for our offensive and sinful ways we are to do the same we are to offer a hand up to those who behave offensively and sinfully towards us and others that is not a license to put yourself in a dangerous situation but when we in the flesh judge another person's actions another person's person's walk pardon me without realizing that we also have those moments in our lives when we judge that without taking it to God and trusting his hand in it, then that is when we aren't helping another person, is it? Ephesians 4, verse 30 through 20. And my glasses. Ephesians 4, verse 30 through 32. Do not grieve Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Amen. Amen. Isn't he magnificent? Isn't your God magnificent? Isn't God the most, the most? How is it that we can walk along these funny creatures with two legs for the most part, walking around, making mistakes, filled with pride and greed and selfishness, yet still be loved, dusted off, sat on a stool, scolded rebuked, corrected lovingly, not condemned, and then picked up and asked by God still to be part of his army for the salvation of others. There is none like him. There never will be. He is the creator of all things. The help that comes from Jesus Christ, it diffuses wrath that we're facing. It just it just does. It diffuses the wrath in the whole environment around us. Instead of feeding it. I think that's Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15, verse one, we'll have to check that one. And within the savior resides this power too. Like we really notice that as we read the Bible, we notice that within Jesus resides a power to subdue fruitless arguments. And then on top of that, then break vicious cycles to break every chain of addiction. It turns enemies into friends, the magnificent love of Jesus. Wars end. Because of Jesus, yes, wars start because of Jesus, but no. Wars start because man is fickle, and we are failures and sinners, and therefore we start wars. God gives us the choice of His way and His walk and His peace, or the way of the world. At the cross of Calvary, Jesus confronted our actual violence with His non-violence, and our hostility with His forgiveness, and again with His love powerful powerful when we trust holy spirit we will respond to all of this chaos with a humble courage receive criticism graciously which is not easy guys i know but receive correction graciously forgive all the way not just a partial forgiveness bless our betrayers befriend fellow sinners who are like us or were like we were resist our inner moralist the one that's out there pointing fingers and judging whether someone looks funny dresses funny is married to a certain situation. I mean, there is a huge list of things that we walk around with righteous indignation stomping our feet at. No, resist our inner moralists, guys. Give it all to God. Disarm the postures of guarded walls too that we stand behind our guarded wall because we don't wanna let anybody in. On top of all of that, then do anything that God asks of us. Luke 21, verse 25 through 28. There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth dismay among nations, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. As God's people, as God's children, we are to be ready to receive Jesus into our lives and prepare for his return. We must, must make prayerfully reading the Bible a daily exercise, guys. The days are moving quickly. Those who believe in Jesus must get back to the very basics of his truth. We must rely on faith unseen. We must trust Holy Spirit's supernatural presence, his ability th- to use us for healing, signs and wonders, the forgiveness at the cross, which is we're heading into that resurrection season soon, the power of God by the blood of Christ and all that God has unveiled to this moment in his written word to those who believe. It's the only way that we can do it as God's people. It's the only way we can stand firm as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, united by Jesus. Sing worship and praise to the Lord Most High and carried to Him on hands that are raised with all love for our magnificent Lord, all while at the same time ministering to this fracturing world around us, the cities, the towns, our very own families, families that we know, communities that we live in, communities where friends live in that we've heard stories about. God has invited each of us to join Him wherever He has placed us. Yes, my Lord, Jesus is coming soon. And are we actually ready? Like ready for that moment when Jesus is knocking at the kitchen door, but we're in the midst of a to-do list that took precedent over Kingdom tasks. So then we reply to the King of Kings, but I was going to, like this was pressed upon me. I was working on work full-time at the local gym. Love it. Love my job and love the people I'm around and love the people I work for. And then come home in the evenings and Mike and I have our life and we love it. And it's beautiful. And so, I was going to work on this week's message. And so I sat down and for a moment I was like, oh, you know what, I just want to look on Pinterest because we want to paint the kitchen. So forgive me for sounding sort of on a runaway train on this, but just wanted to look at some paint swatches on Pinterest. Then I was sort of like, boom, Holy Spirit checked me for a minute. There's a time and a place for those things. But my first task that I thought about all day at work was getting home and diving into the Word of God. And so I do not want to open the door to Jesus with something in my hand that is just super casual, basically like being in your pajamas when you're supposed to go out for supper and your guest is right there. I don't want to say, but I was going to, because yes, he knows our heart, but the moment he returns, do we want to be people who've done good things, love Jesus, done what he's asked of us, done bad things, silly things, been cur- all the things But yet, do we want to open that door and be like, oh, oh, just a minute, I was just going to, because in the moment he arrived, we were not doing what he asked of us. It was heavy, it was heavy, it was powerful, and it seemed so simple. So let that be fuel to your fire. Let that thought of like, every day is a good day. I'm a pretty good person. I love the Lord. We serve Jesus and seek to try and serve him better, because we are often a mixed up crowd but am I going to open the door to Jesus in that one moment that he decides that I won't know he's coming necessarily and be like, Oh, Oh, just a second. No way. Let it light that fire under your feet, guys. Let it light that fire in your heart. Now is the time. Jesus is coming soon. These days are exciting and terrifying. We are strong in the Lord. We have eternity ahead. Let us take as many people with us on that journey as absolutely possible. The Lord is accessible now now jump into his presence today run beside him come humbly quietly to him thank god for who he is and what he is doing in our lives and the world around us because the shaking is happening holy spirit's present is here his presence his present is here that is very cool too he is inhabiting our praise holy spirit carries the power to change the absolute atmosphere Don't leave it just for a Sunday. Ask Holy Spirit to sit in the car with you as you drive somewhere, play the worship music. Ask Holy Spirit to come into the grocery store with you so that all your interactions leave you with the wonder at the miracle of the moment that God gave you. Ask Holy Spirit to pray with you, and then two days later hear from the friend that you prayed for their parent, not even in the same city, there's healing. Pray, pray, pray that conversation with God. Praise the Lord Most High. Practice reading the Bible each and every day. It's food for the soul. Yes, Holy Spirit, teach us the gospel. Remind us of your teachings. We trust you. We need your wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Revelation 20 through 2, 7 through 11. And Jesus spoke. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John... I am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. But he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who heed the words of this book, the Bible. Worship God. And the angel said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is near, the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong and the one who is filthy still be filthy and let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness and the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <sighs> Jesus, yes, Lord. Jesus is always with us. And yet he is near and coming because he is God. He is moving in and our world is clearly, clearly facing the types of crisis for which there is no way out. Only God has the answers. He is the only way. The solutions to our individual problems, the the answers to humanity's turmoil, all rest with Jesus. Only by Holy Spirit's revelation. Thank you, Lord, only by the revelation of Holy Spirit given to us. Only God knows the way out Only God offers the the wholeness in our hearts, the fulfillness in our hearts. Only God gives us life everlasting. Revelation 22, verse 16 through 21. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star, The spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears say, come and let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues, which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book, of prophecy God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book he who testifies to these things says yes I the Lord am coming quickly amen come Lord Jesus the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all amen that is the last verse in the Bible book of Revelation thank you Lord are we living are we living every moment as though Jesus was at our side hearing the conversations we're having are we living every moment as though he is walking towards us down the street at any moment may God give us the grace and mercy to live with an eternal perspective as time is running short living every day like people who see beyond what is here in front of us beyond the watch beyond the calendar on the wall to see far, far, far ahead to Jesus Christ in the horizon. Are we ready for his return? Are we ready for his return? God, thank you. Thank you for getting our families safely where they need to be. (laughs) Yes, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to read your word, for reminding us that you are the cause of all existence, by your breath, by your will. Yes, Holy Spirit, we pray, your anointing over the churches in our city and across this nation, across this world, that only your teachings are being shared, that only your word is being shared. Only the word of God, the best thing we could ever experience in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are in awe, in awe and fear of what awaits us at your side, Lord. Prepare our hearts. Help us worship you in spirit and in truth each day. Remind us that you are sovereign and holy, holy, holy. We trust that you know all things. We trust that you know what is best for your people. Forgive us for gripping so tightly on things that we hold on to that are not of you, Lord. Forgive us. We love you, Jesus. Your mercy, Your mercy never fails us. We love you, Lord. We pray joy. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray deliverance. We pray reconciliation. We pray love. We pray salvation. We pray revival. We pray forgiveness. We pray for understanding of your word and what you would have us do, Lord. We pray all things in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.